Sporting dog adventures run, that boy, run. That was awesome. Everything you Good need boy. is here. here under the sun. Everything you need is here under the sun. The Sporting Dog Adventures podcast is proudly brought to you by Saki Acres Retrievers. Whether you're looking for a black, yellow, or chocolate Labrador Retriever puppy, please check out our website for more information at www.sakiacres.com. You can also email Jeff at sportingdogtv at gmail.com or call 262-215-9683. And remember, everyone deserves a Saki dog. Hey, welcome to the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Fuller, and we are here today and we are going to talk about what is a Fox Red Labrador Retriever. We're going to also get into why you should use good obedience around the house, because not only does it work around the house, but it translates to when you are doing your hunting training. And lastly, we are going to talk about a hunt that was a fun time I had with my son Cole. Uh, it's his fourth year anniversary since he passed away. So thought we'd talk about that and also about being kind and having, uh, I guess, some grace when you deal with people in the world. So let's start with what a Fox Red Labrador Retriever is. When we talk about Labrador Retrievers, there are many people that are throwing out colors out there. You will hear that a champagne lab, charcoal lab, silver lab, and fox red lab are all variations of color. When indeed the first three that were mentioned are not recognized colors by the breed that designed Labrador Retrievers because they didn't exist then. They're a designer breed that are outside of breed standard. In other words, it's not a purebred Labrador Retriever. And when you talk about fox red to a cream colored Labrador Retriever, those are colors that exist in the big realm or color spectrum of Labrador Retrievers. And they are also something that is breed standard. Hold on one second, we've got a special guest here. Memphis has decided that she would like to join the show. Memphis is a past co-host that I had. She uh, used to sit on my lap for all of our Facebook Lives and some of our past uh, podcasts. Today, she's decided that she wants to be part of the show, so we'll let her have that. I'm sure it won't last long. So anyway, <clears throat> as we look at a Fox Red Labrador Retriever, what is a Fox Red Labrador Retriever? Well, when it comes down to it, a Fox Red Labrador Retriever is, in essence, in reality, a yellow lab. Your yellow Labrador Retrievers range in color from an almost white color, which would be your cream that you see advertised out there, to a rust colored, which is a Fox Red Labrador Retriever, to everything in between. This is not a separate breed. This is just a pigment or a color in their hide or fur that gives them a different look. It is not something where you're going to look at it and be like, oh my gosh, I've got something that is so much different than what others have it. Yes, it is a very cool coat color, but in essence, the Labrador Retriever is one breed. There's not separate breeds. And then from there, whatever you hear about every color, it is, it's wives' tales. So when you hear that a chocolate is stupid or a black is hyper or a yellow is dominant, it comes down to the parents, it comes down to the pedigree, and it comes down to genetics. So 
long story short, there is no difference between a yellow black to a chocolate. It comes down to the pedigrees. Now you can argue that black being your dominant color is the stronger genetic lines that are out there. Absolutely true. But when you look at a pedigree, if you've got a phenomenal pedigree that is stacked with ability and parents that have ability, it is not going to be any different or worse than a dog with a similar pedigree. And when you get into a dog that is, let's say a black because it's your dominant color, that has zero pedigree behind it, no titled dogs, you would want to take that chocolate or that yellow all day long if it's got a stocked pedigree that has lots of titles. Fox red is what I think is, I think it's a cool color. We breed them here. It is a rust colored, darker coat uh, throughout the whole dog. You will see a variation within litters from everything from a medium, like an average medium yellow coat to a dark red coat in our litters. And we always tell people that. The easiest way to pick a dog for a coat color like this is to look at their ear color. When you have a dog that has incredibly dark reddish ears, that is going to be something that will be very similar to their coat color as they get older. So you will hear people that will call a dog fox red if it has anything dark on its ears, like even a lighter colored ear. Look at the whole dog. Realize when they're puppies, you want to pick that dark eared dog for the darkest color. And then <clears throat> from there, when puppies have their puppy coat, you're going to have a lighter colored coat on pups as compared to when they're adults. So when you look at fox red litters, they're going to be lighter colored for whatever reason, their puppy coat is lighter colored, but they will end up the color of their ears. So when you're picking a dog, you want that deep, rich, dark, rust colored, reddish colored dog, go with the dog with the darkest ears. I also, you will see dogs that are in this breeding category with this box red will they'll have more of a a dudley type nose a dudley is a dog that does not have dark pigment in their nose an actual pure dudley is something that has a pink nose fox reds will have anything anywhere from a rust colored brown colored nose all the way to a black nose me personally i like that black nose on yellow labs my wife does not she wanted one that had a lighter colored uh, nose so we have our dog lacy who I always call our, our family Dudley. She's not a pure Dudley, but she has a lighter colored nose as opposed to what you would want if you were looking for that really dark nose. So ability-wise, they're going to have the same ability as a dog with a similar pedigree. They're going to have the same temperament as a, dog, a litter that is bred of a different color with the same idea in mind. But ultimately, it comes down to their parents as far as ability, as far as temperament, and the kennels breeding program when you were looking at it. So... In short, Fox Red Labrador Retrievers, fun color, fun variation of the yellow uh, coat. I love it. You've got great field lines out there. You've got great show lines out there. They are a dog that is a beautiful dog, a little bit different in that yellow spectrum, and something that we strive to put out because we think that it is something that is fun for us. Lacey, come here. We'll show you Lacey here real quick. Ah, so this is Lacey. Our fox red labrador retriever in the house again she's got not a super dark nose her nose will get darker because she's very young as she gets older um but that was something my wife likes she thinks that it's cute so far be it for me as a good husband to not agree with her
that is the coat color that you would look for when you look at fox red. If you want what would be, I guess, considered a pure fox red, it would be even a red belly so that there's no yellowish on their belly. Um, Lacey is, she, again, she's young, so she's still getting a darker coat. She still has a little bit lighter coat on her undercarriage. I think that's going to change and be all red. But as they get older, they get darker. And again, it is something that when you look at pedigree and you're looking for a dog with a great temperament, you're looking for a dog with great ability, look at that pedigree, talk to the kennel, find someone that's breeding what you are looking for, and then pick your puppy from a litter from that kennel. So I hope that helps with today's part of the show. Next, we wanna talk about house obedience and how it translates to time in the field. And then lastly, we will talk about a fun hunt that I had with my son, Cole Fuller, on the Wisconsin River, very near the Mississippi River years ago. All that and more coming up after this. Welcome to Boucher in Janesville, where customer service is our number one priority. Our customers come back to us because of the experience that we provide for them. We're here to make sure that we find you the right car, one that fits your budget, and do so in a timely manner. When we say we ride with you every mile, it means we care about you and how you are treated. Estamos con personal que habla español en los departamentos de servicio y venta. Our certified technicians are here to help you with all your service needs. Visit us today at Boucher.com. At Boucher, we ride with you every mile. It's Jeff Fuller from the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast, and I need a little help. Please stop what you're doing and give us a five-star rating. Follow us on the platform you're on. Give us a thumbs up. And above all, share our podcast with your friends and family. Our podcast will grow even more, and we can get more people involved in the sport we love with dogs in the field. Hey, welcome back to the show. Now is the training tip portion of our show. And I wanted to talk to everyone about the importance of making your dog have manners when you're in the house. Yes, this will translate to when you're in the field, whether it is having a dog be obedient in the house and the field, it all works together. When I look at dogs, my personal dogs, I do not tolerate them pushing me out of the way to our door. We currently have our dog tank. He is finished title, master title, and he's decided that he is just going to bull right past everyone to go outside. He now wears an e-collar in the house because we're reinforcing the fact that he is going to sit on his butt until I release him. And I'm going to work with him on remote sits because when he goes down the stairs to the next door, I give him the command sit and he sits. And I am allowing him to go out doors on command. And this is a big thing because quite honestly, when you let dogs get away with things in the house, it does translate into time in the field. If you have a dog that is pushing by you and being disobedient in the house, you will see that in a duck blind. You'll see that in the uh, pheasant fields, the upland fields. And it's just something that you want to do so that you let them understand, hey, there is structure even in the house. So again, a great thing to do with dogs when you're having them go out a door, sit them invite them through the door either once you're through it or as you go through it, but don't just let them knock you over. My wife is very slight framed. She uh, gets 
the tar knocked out of her at times by the dogs because they will just pull through doors. She's now using the e-collar as well on Tank and telling him he has to sit. He sits, he looks at you, he waits, you release him, give him lots of positive as he goes through. Good boy, that's a great dog, wonderful. But again, make him listen, make him understand and make him realize that there is structure and they don't get to have zero rules even when they're in the home. It's a big thing. It'll really help you. It helps you give, get so much more fun time on your dogs. It helps the dogs have structure and get a lot more positive reinforcement. And overall, it's just a great idea. That's it for this part of the show. Next up, I want to talk about a hunt that I did with my sons, particularly my son Cole, in the, uh, on the Wisconsin River in the state of Wisconsin. A few years ago, we filmed it for our TV show, Sporting Dog Adventures. And we'll also give a little bit tidbit at the end of that set, uh, section of the show. All that and more coming up after this. If you love the shooting sports like I do, you need to check out our friends at Mac Outdoors. They have fantastic products, whether you're looking at shot shell or metallic reloading, or you want to get yourself a clay thrower so you can practice up for the season. For more information, check out their website at MacOutdoors.com. Hey, welcome back for the last part of the show. So for the last part of the show, I wanted to talk about a hunt that I did with my son, Cole Fuller. Um, as many of you know, We've lost now two sons, uh, Cole, we lost about four years ago. It was uh, early April, four years ago that we lost Cole. And it's something that I will go back and I will watch my past hunts I had with them when they were small. And I fell back into a hunt that I watched and it was just such a joy. It was a hunt <coughs> that we did on the opening day of duck season. We were on the Wisconsin River. We were hunting with one of my past clients took my boys with me and it was just, Cole was just in his element. We filmed him, he was, he just had a face that the camera loved. He was smiling, he was joking. And one thing that was funny, he had a pair of waders on and again, he was a little guy. He was, oh gosh, probably 13 years old, 12 years old. So he had Kate's waders on because they were the same shoe size. As we were filming, I, I joked with them. I'm like, hey, you got girl waders on because it had a light blue Cabela's uh, branding on it. And that was the outfit her line. Again, they fit them. They were waders. They were camel. The only thing you could tell was that. And years after we lost Cole, uh, someone used those waders. And I realized at that point, there was mud wiped over him. He decided he was going to take matters into his hands dull up that, uh, that light blue logo and uh, make it that no one could see it. But as we were on this hunt, we shot 14 birds. We had a lot of fun. There were a lot of laughs. And it's one of those fond memories that I have. We were hunting on a spot where we were like in the backwaters off of the Wisconsin River. I still remember there was another group that was probably a quarter mile away from us. Their dog decided because they had zero obedience on their dog to run into our decoys and stand there. So I walked over and stood in their decoys to which they were upset with me because I was scaring the birds. And I had to explain that, yes, I am 
So is your dog with ours. Get your dog under control. Again, have that ability to control your dog in the field. It was a funny moment because they couldn't say much else to me. It was one where I don't even know how many birds we, we, we missed, how many birds. I, I know we got 14 birds from the show, but overall it was fun because we had birds that were tied up in our face. We had birds that were off. We had birds that were high. We had birds that were low. There were just birds going everywhere because it was opening day. And his beaming smile, as well as my other boys' uh, happy faces, made the hunt special. We had our dog Pickett with us. Pickett did great. We dropped a couple of birds that he had to go back in and find half hour later once the uh, action slowed down. But overall, it was a time that I cherish and look back on. Get your kids in the field. Never take things for granted. Realize that these memories could be all that you have like I have. With that said, we also want to talk about, or I also want to talk about uh, how we pick out puppies in our, in our kennel. We go strictly by the date of deposit for when someone deposits with us. If we have a litter that wouldn't take, obviously everyone moves back down into the numbers that they are in a litter. We had a litter not take. We had a gentleman in our uh, litter that didn't take. We put him into the next litter, pushing some folks out of that litter. The gentleman wanted to be higher up on choice and explained to him that just didn't work because of the fact that there were clients that had deposits in before him. Again, it just goes by the date. If we have deposits from April, 1st, 7th, 15th, and 22nd, we put them in, first pick, second pick, third pick, fourth pick, by those dates. This person decided to make it personal. He decided to bring up the loss of my son. He decided to bring up our character and how we do business. I'm a big boy. I get that I have a business, but realize there are many people that are in a bad place. You know what? We are in a say anything society. Don't be there. Don't do that. Be the better person. Be the bigger person. And if you have a problem with a business, like I told the gentleman, you need to go find someone else because obviously we're not the people to do business with you. End it there. Don't be that person where we say anything. We don't need to be that way in this society. We don't need to be that way in our country, in our community. Again, everyone is out there trying to do their best. We never know what everyone's story is. Take that into consideration before you say or try to get the last word. So that's it for this week's show. I hope everyone has a glorious week. It was, it's been a tough go um, since we lost Cal. I'm not going to lie. I know that I try to promise that we're going to have shows on X amount of, uh, every X amount of days. We're doing our best. We're muddling through and getting through stuff. If you do like our show, please check out our, our website, SoggyAcres.com. If you love puppy videos, go to our YouTube channel. I go to YouTube Shorts. We put up a lot of videos there. We put up a, a lot of videos on our Saki Acres Retrievers Facebook page, as well as our Instagram for Sporting Dog Adventures and our Sporting Dog Adventures uh, Facebook page. We love dogs. We love you guys being here, helping us put on this great show, and we appreciate your support. Everyone have a great week, and God bless. Sporting dog adventures, run boy, run. Everything you need is here under the sun.